Do you want to get that Marvel dick out of your mouth first? I I feel like you went first and said that so that I would have to have that as like the consequence for saying what I'm going to say. Well played, sir. Well played. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Tavia Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Andy and Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. You can sign up for our newsletter, which will give you exclusive content and updates. You can also pick up some merchandise and interact with us. Make comments on our episodes. We always love to see those. Question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie. And to help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Suicide Squad. It was released August 6, 2021. It was written and directed by James Gunn. Stars Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Daniela Melchior, David Dasmalchian, Sylvester Stallone, and Viola Davis. Supervillains Bloodsport, Harley Quinn, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reef Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they're dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese for Javier. There it is, Maltese. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie yet and you're trying to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause this podcast, go to YouTube, look up What's Our Verdict, listen to our spoiler-free to decide if you should go see this movie, and if so, where to watch it, whether the theater or stream it. Once you watch that or you go see the movie and you're ready for spoilers, come back, pick up where you left off because we're getting ready to spoil the shit out of this thing. Let's dive deep into this thing, guys. What a fucking weird act. Dive deep like like Harley Quinn into the eye of a starfish. Exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> was gross. <laughs> Dude, this whole movie's fucking gross. And can we just start out with the beginning? Like they I, I did enjoy the setup. Like I knew it was coming to a degree because I, I'm not like you, Javier. Like I I do read a lot more about movies than I probably should, so I know a lot mm. of the things that are coming that I don't probably don't want to know, but I knew 90% of the characters that we see at the beginning of this movie were going to die. I didn't oh. expect that. I like that. They make you lean into the fact that they have this character and I can't think of his name. I should be able to know his name, the actor, but he's one that James Gunn is constantly working with. He's in the suicide squad or the, guardians of the galaxy movie god why can i not think of this guy's name oh the whistle dude the blue man yeah yeah he was the old guy with the long blonde hair and the red suit oh. who tried to paddle away and had his head blown up yeah he's the yeah he's god, the bad guy and or one of them in uh guardians of the galaxy yeah he's like half bad guy like he's yeah. the guy that he's like uh quill's mentor Turns out to be a good guy. The first thing Casey said when she saw him in the theater, she leaned over to me and she goes, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's one of the best slides ever. Dude, um, I would watch this movie again just to watch Pete Davidson get shot in the face. Again. Oh, yeah, that. And I, <laughs> Javier, I must say, like the first, like most of this movie, like I got so much entertainment out of you. Like, ooh, oh. <laughs> Dude, it was Reaction. brutal. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that first scene where just everyone dies. Yeah. That was, I was yeah. like, that is surprising to me. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering I, like, the people started that liking have. some of the characters and they killed yeah. them off right off the bat. Yeah. Like Flula. Do you a, guys know who Flula is? Flula. Yeah. He's, uh, he's throughout this movie. He's the javelin guy, Flula Borg. 
Yeah. Um, it had a very Deadpool-esque feel to it though, with Deadpool trying to get like his Wolverine team together, and then yeah. everyone goes through like wood chippers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it did feel very similar to that. Michael Rooker is his name, the actor's name, and Savant was his character. So they had some huge names, which you can tell that James Gunn got on the phone and called in all of his his favors, right? Because you got Michael Rooker, who's always in his movies, but then you got Nathan Fillion who was TDK. I love Nathan Billions <laughs> so much. So good. And then you got uh, Jai Courtney coming back from the original with Captain Boomerang. You had Flula Borg as Javelin. You have Mei Ling Ng from, as Mongol. Pete Davidson. And then Sean Gunn was Weasel. He played the Weasel guy, uh, James Gunn's brother. He's harmless. Yeah, he's harmless. He's only He killed like 27 children, but he's harmless. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you've got all these huge actors that everybody knows comes in and and then they just kill them all. Like in the first 10 minutes of this movie. For me, though, this whole movie is like normally we say no amount of acting can save this movie. I think in this movie that there is a there is so much good acting that it saved this movie. (laughs) It's true. I, I mean, I guess that's the thing is like the actual team. So. You have Idris Elba playing. God, what's Bloodsport? Uh, wait, no, uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. There it is. And then you've got the little the girl that plays the rat catcher too. I don't even like. I don't know what I know her from. Daniela Melchior is her name. Yeah, and these she like looks super deep cut comic book heroes because I didn't oh, yeah. recognize even half of them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize her. And Suicide Squad. That that actual team is like that. Like they're like Harley Quinn in the comics, and like Joker was on it for like two minutes, and then like two episodes, and or two two books, and then. But most of them are these like second rate villains. Like the ones from Lat, the first movie, are the bigger ones. Like you got Deadshot is a big character in there, and then Captain Boomerang was in it. So I mean, they're there, but none of them are A list villains because. It doesn't work. Uh, they the should be. Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Man, those are two overpowered superpowers. Oh, yeah. Like, that problem would have... that. The problem at the end was solved with one of them. Can you imagine yeah. if there were two of them? Yeah. Well, and that's... They're just silly. Like, they're not things that, like, carry a comic book character through. Oh, she can control rats. Yeah, it's OP, but nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> so yeah. they, yeah, they become second rate characters, but I will say that the core acting group, Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba. The, yeah. The ones that are then in it for the long haul are fantastic. And they do a great job, like making these characters likable, even though they're villains. And I mean, Ratcatcher two to me was like the center of this whole thing, but. And, and she had the best story, but all of them about had a cool story. It was Peacemaker for me. Was it? Yeah, fuck. He's getting his own TV show. He's, you'll be glad to hear. He should. Oh, wow. He's, he's he, still alive, by he, the way. That's we didn't stay for the post credit scene, but the post credit scene shows him still alive. He's in a hospital bed, and the two that turned on Viola Davis's character at the end, the guy and the blonde, uh-huh. they get their punishment is he. They're in charge of Peacemaker now. <laughs> So, what a great punishment! Yeah, he's gonna get his own. Peacemaker is uh, 
Peacemaker's line was one of my favorites. How did it go? Like I would like kill like every man, woman, and child in the name of liberty or something like that. Like, yeah. I was like, I hold peace, I hold peace very dear to my heart, and it doesn't matter how many men, women, or children yeah. I kill or something. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. There's a couple of those lines that just oh man, they made me laugh hard. Yeah, John Cena did really good. Like, there was some weird-ass shit, but he's funny. Like, he's standing there in the jungle in his underwear. Like, <laughs> what was that? Tidy whities Didn't even get in there. Now, that's just racist. Now, that's just racist. <laughs> yeah. To a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I kill to get it. Yeah. It <laughs> At one point, I leaned over to Ian. I was like, this is just a DM trying to... DM a D&D campaign. <laughs> yeah, they murder that entire uh, Freedom Fighter group. And she's like, well, they killed my family, so I'll be on your team. And I was like, oh, man, that's like a natural 20 right there. Like yeah. persuasion at the wazoo. No and, shit. and nat 20s on, on sneak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a very oh. funny scene, though. When they so impressively murder the entire camp. And she's like, where's all my team? <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we haven't seen anybody. <laughs> the part that got me is when that dude was on a stretcher and Peacemaker just like, like hatcheted up his body. I was like, holy shit. That was brutal. So violent. Where he shoots like the fan and it drops into the bathwater. Oh, yeah. Out. That one. I did like the interaction between him and uh, Idris Elba. Like when he shoots that bullet and it hits him in the shoulder, the kid in the shoulder, the dude in the shoulder, and he's like, non lethal. Non lethal. You're done. It's like delayed explosive rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to show off. They do with what they're showing off is fucking dope. He's like, damn it. That's true. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I'm saying, though. When this movie gets it right, God, they get it right. Because it's funny as hell. Like, like when King Shark was trying to convince them to let him wear a disguise. He's walking <laughs> around with his finger up under his nose like a fake mustache. It's like, what, you, what kind of disguise? Mustache. mustache. <laughs> You're going to wear a disguise? See. Ah, see, he's learning <laughs> Spanish. King Shark was the best part about this movie. Like when he's holding out Ratcatcher 2, getting ready to eat her. <laughs> and they like unload like everything on him and he just keeps coming trying to kill him oh it's great so king shark is bulletproof then well so Apparently. pretty much yeah i mean shark skin is unbelievably tough and so every tough. well no but everything with him it's just like every superhero character his natural tendencies are to be super op that way so yeah he's mm. practically bulletproof so think about that think about how hard those little like octopus squid things are biting him yeah, because they're yeah, breaking through like his skin. The water to blood. Like I thought he was oh, gone. I thought he was dead. He I thought he. They just chummed the water with his face. Yeah, I I did love though when he first sees him and they're like he's hopping around the, and they're following him and he's like stupid friends. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I loved his character. This shit was great. May have been one of Sylvester Stallone's best performances ever. <laughs> Come on, that's just hurtful. I, I know, just, being a, just being an asshole. <laughs> Just being an asshole. <laughs> but outside of Rocky and Rambo, you know. <laughs> he did a little bit of soft porn in the beginning of his that's career, fair. too. So. The Italian Stallion. Did yeah. not know that fact. Yeah, that's where he got the Italian Stallion name. Yeah. <laughs> Just it is. 
<laughs> the more you know, the Ian. Jokes are, the best jokes are the most funny because they're true. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so the beginning of this movie is nuts because everybody just dies. And then you find out that the whole team was like set up to die, which, man, Amanda Waller's a bitch. She's ruthless. And she yeah. put Margot Robbie on that team. And her leader, and Joel her leader. Kinnaman's character, Rick Flagg. Like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. But she needed it to seem I, real. And those are the two top characters from the original. I feel like they needed it to seem real to us as the audience. Yes. Not like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I felt was very like it didn't fit. But it does because of what they wanted the audience to see or the audience to experience. Dude, Harley Quinn is the epitome of a hot girl privilege Dude. because everyone on the beach gets killed on sight and they find Harley Quinn with a weapon in her hand and take her captive instead. But that's because the new Presidente, he just wanted to marry her. Dude, can you imagine like sex with Harley Quinn has got to be a different experience? Dude. <laughs> I'm sure just, that shit will just break your ass. Dude, she's a freak, in, man. In every way possible. Throwing literally last fucking yeah. yeah, I loved it. I was I it I don't know. Lit the I room on her. fire at one point. Well, here's the stupid part about Harley Quinn, and and the and this is just a testament to Margot Robbie and how this like she has made this character one of the most entertaining things. She gets on the bus at the beginning and she's in that outfit and it's a very hard it's like one of almost directly out of the comics harley quinn the red and black leather with her ponytails red and black she hops in and goes sorry i'm late i had to go number two and that statement should not be sexy but you're still like god she's sexy like (laughs) she's talking about taking a shit but that's okay i'm okay with it i can be into this yeah JJ's like, I saw two girls, one cup. That's not a deal breaker for me. Whatever. I mean, if it's Margot Robbie, (laughs) I'll figure it out. But yeah, Margot Robbie kills it as Harley Quinn, no matter what. And I loved too, just to kind of build on that, that they keep her character, the progression that she made in Birds of Prey, like sticks. When she murders this dude and she's telling, you know, I swore I'd never have another boyfriend based on, you know, my typical standards. If it, you know, based on if I saw red flags, I'm going to fucking just kill him. I'm going to do the right thing and, and murder him. Kid is a big red flag. Yeah. Okay. So I was a little lost in the timeline for her. This is post Birds yes. of Prey. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why. At the beginning, Boomerang says, "Oh, Harley, why are you back in jail?" Because she got oh, now. God, I got to got it. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Sorry, Ian. I've cut you off like three times. No, you're good, man. I just was going to say like the. Yeah, where she shoots the guy. Those were the things that I found the most enjoyable and entertaining in this movie because they were so unexpected. Like I and I loved it. Like she just shot this guy after he like tries to woo her and all this stuff. And it just very Harley Quinn. Like I loved it. Yeah. Uh, he did offers not her love the bird country. being set on fire, though. Yeah, no. That was like that was like the most cruel thing I saw in this movie, I think. I was messed up. When you don't actually see it, I love that that's what we're twisted up by. You see a dude's face get blown off. You see a weasel drown. You A man weasel see, drown. Years and years of desensitization. Oh, yep. that was a long word. Um, <laughs> I don't care if people die, but you know what I haven't seen years and years and years of? People torching a birdhouse. It's true. Messed up. I didn't know yeah. birds could sound like that. I was sad. That yeah, was pretty torturous. Didn't want to hear it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, this movie's crazy. I can't even, like, I don't even know what's really, to, it's hard to even know what to talk about because it just kind of, okay, so this movie's crazy from front to back. The violence is there. The comedy's there. There are moments that, and Ian, you touched on this in the spoiler free, but the way that it bounces around the timeline really kind of annoyed me. Like, it was fine at first. Like, I liked the intro because they, they build this giant team to go to this island. Everybody gets murdered, and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then it cuts back to the before that and shows the other team getting built of King Shark and Bloodsport and those guys, the smaller team that's the actual team that's supposed to infiltrate this facility. But after that, they do it like three more times. Yeah. And I'm like, we, it was unnecessary yeah. those three times. Well. I'm not going to lie. I got kind of excited to see some of those initial characters in random situations like TDK. I wanted to see his leg get <laughs> detached and start kicking people in the butt or something like I just yeah. I, I was like, I was excited to see more of these characters to hear Flula sure. and to kill them off right at the start there. So, but yeah, it's very abrupt. And there's multiple times where this abruptness like change course or go back eight minutes or go that they do it multiple times. And I think you can only use that so many times before it like throws people out and that it gets hard to like reset back into the story, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do. <laughs> there are a couple of things where I'm like, like, what are the qualifications for blowing one of their heads up? Right? Because so far, it's just bad. If you so much as step out of line, I will start threatening to blow your head off. But like the mission was to go to Jotunheim or whatever. Yeah, Jotunheim. Jotunheim and blow the thing up. We do like four other missions and there's no problem with any of that. That's fair. Well, because comms yeah. go down at some point. There's a point when they get into the town where the comms go down. So when he decides to go after Harley Quinn... The comms go down so they can't tell what they're doing. That's why the, you see them at the end and they're all asleep after they blow up the building. Yeah, I know. I Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I think so two just, of the missions that where they would have been like, no, you're going off the initial mission and Waller would have been like, I'll blow your fucking head up. They She couldn't tell what they were doing. So she wasn't able to threaten. I mean, she could still track them. Sure, but they don't know if they're just on their way to Jotunheim or. All right, that's fair. I mean, that's the only explanation I have. I will say they could have dropped them off a little closer because my understanding <laughs> is this is a small island nation. They drop them off in the beach and it takes them two days in a car ride with Milton to get to this town. And I feel like technology, parachutes, something drop. Them Honestly, like you probably could have gotten 69 people on through the beach and through the, <laughs> through the jungle. <laughs> that was another oh, good a part. Great joke. That was a great joke. Especially because the dude's like, 69! <laughs> he like freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And the guy has to like explain it to him. <laughs> and I was really hoping that they would explain it in Spanish. Because I'm like, how do you explain this joke to someone in Spanish? <laughs> oh, shit. I was wondering too, Ian, like you said, there was water on the backside of Jotunheim, that facility. Why couldn't you just drop them? on that side of the beach, at least the second team, right? Like I get using the first team yeah. as a distraction and then clearing that out. But then if you're the whole goal is Jotunheim, why not drop them off in the backside of Jotunheim where the ocean is? But I don't know. Maybe it was the, I'm, I, I think I am okay with it though. Cause it brought in like the quite literal unsung hero of Milton because that like <laughs> Milton conversation in the middle of Jotunheim, like I thought that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> 
he's been with us for three hours. Because I, as a viewer, was like, why is this guy going with them into Jotunheim? He comes out of like the rain mist. You're like, he's not even armed. Doesn't even have any. Yeah. They take his shotgun away from him. Yeah. (laughs) That is the best. Milton is still with us. And then Margot Robbie is talking to Idris Elba. She's like, I'll be your friend, Milton. (laughs) Not my name. We literally just talked for like three hours about how that's your name. No, we didn't. (laughs) What I love, she like looks out of the cubicle she's hiding. She goes, oh, that guy. (laughs) I don't even think I've ever met a Milton. It's not a very common name. Oh, shit. It's fucking great. I love how they're taking for cover to a polka dot guy stands up he's like are you fucking with me right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> there were yeah when, like I said when they got that. it right man yeah i was expecting to come in and like crap on this movie and now you guys are like pointing out at all these funny parts and i'm like okay maybe it was better than i thought <laughs> <laughs> nothing like starting the day with a bloodbath yeah. <laughs> yeah. i thought you were supposed to be the crazy one <laughs> i am <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, the the starfish starts coming out and polka dot is like hiding away and blood sport it's your mom yeah. <laughs> oh, dude were they actually made these characters his mom yeah i thought that was gonna get old really fast but when they did it with the starfish i was like this is amazing i love every second of this well in her tiny little arms like they shortened her arms to look like the starfish freaking appendages like swinging into the building and shit god it was great they did that with uh oh so what's the shark's name anawe or something yeah oh yeah Nanawe. Yeah, where he he had like the mom had this like massive body and face just kind of plastered on there. I did. I laughed when he's like, I always everyone's my mom, and then it shows like that superhero moment, like where everybody's standing and looking like a badass, and it's just like six of his mother in all the different (laughs) shapes. And then they're just like, anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This movie's all over the place. But okay. I will say, since you brought up the starfish, okay, all James Gunn did was take the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with the big monster at the beginning of that where they fight it and Groot's dancing, baby Groot's dancing and shit. And they extended it and gave it little baby starfish that could take over people's bodies. Like, that's all that scene was, down to the point that you had... Dave Bautista's character in Guardians of the Galaxy jumps up and is stabbing this thing with the knife on its back or gets swallowed or whatever. You have King Shark jumping up and chewing on it at one mm-hmm. point that looks almost identical. I was like, this this is just a cheap remake of that scene. And it I hated everything about that scene. Like the starfish annoyed me. Like I'm really confused uh, on like what does and doesn't hurt a starfish. Because they like shot at it. Certain things could bite it, but other things couldn't. And like, I. Yeah, they shot it in the eye, but the javelin went through it like butter, dude. Yeah. And it opened up some big ass hole for all the rats to get in. Yeah. And then apparently rats can breathe for like 20 minutes in whatever. And chew. And just like eat and shit. Yeah. Dude, not to mention. (laughs) Did you know that rabbits actually eat their own poop? gross so they literally eat shit so fun fact (laughs) not to mention 
that a starfish is like the lamest monster villain ever. I don't look at a giant starfish and quake in terror. No. Yeah, I felt like it was right out of a cartoon. It was, Dude, if I had to watch it ejaculate a bunch of tiny little starfish I, one more time, I was going to hurl. It was so gross. Yeah, it was very gross. So would these be starmen? <laughs> nice. So stupid. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> well and i hated too like the fact that these little starfish got everybody on the island except for the suicide squad and the only one that it made sense that they didn't get was king shark and then rat catcher because she had a mask everybody else yep. i'm like oh, what they're just that good at swatting them away like come uh on. yeah did That's you nice. see blood sport just popping them off like he's a skeet shooter in the olympics i <laughs> know shit yeah i i hated and that part made this movie feel so long. Like as soon as the starfish, when they got to Jotunheim, like I would have rather there not been a starfish at all. Make the thinker your big bad, right? Make him the guy that they're going to get because he's making, he's too dangerous because he's too smart and he can do too much. Don't make this starro. Like I get that you're pulling obscure villain to because you have obscure villains fighting the most obscure villain, but come on, starro was stupid. It was so dumb, and yeah. I didn't enjoy any of that fight at all. Well, going back to the pacing of the movie, like it felt before Starro emerges, it felt like a natural coming down to an ending, like a resolve. And then it ramped back up again with Starro coming back out. And I just, mm -hmm. I really did not like that constant up and down, sudden stop, restart, like that was throughout this movie. So I agree yeah. with you on that one, JJ. And I was more interested in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. Like everything that was going on with them, that peacemaker who thinks he's the good guy is the bad guy. And like all this back and forth, that was way more interesting than a giant starfish <laughs> wrecking a small country. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it, you know, and it diminishes that moment, right? Like you have peacemaker killing Rick flag in order to make peace. I don't know, keep the peace, whatever, because Amanda Waller told him not to let that the information out. So you have this battle between a two characters that you've come to enjoy and then it just gets like pushed to the side and all the, and I, I think that kind of is maybe that's more of why I didn't enjoy it. Now that you say that is I've, we spent all this time like getting to know the backstory of these characters and what makes them them. And you actually really enjoy most of them, if not all of them. And then all of a sudden it's just this big battle that really doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. there's no reason for it other than for, you know, blood sport to be able to say to Amanda Waller, I have this disc full of information that shows that you're the asshole. So you're going to let the rest of us go. And it's like, you could have done that without the giant ass weird fucking starfish that shit out other starfish. Like it just, it just yeah. didn't add anything to the movie. Bloodsport sure did upload that to a private server really quickly in the middle of a country that just was destroyed by a starfish. And like, there were so many other ways, like if you wanted to have like a big standoff where, because I think the point of that was the character arc, uh, arc of Bloodsport, right? Where sure. he's like, all right, I do give a shit about other people, right? But like, you could have done that with other things like the the military, the nine military coups that happened throughout this movie, <laughs> or the seven different presidents, like there could have been like the new president comes in and starts eradicating people and you stopped that, right? Or or the the super smart guy was, I don't know, doing something that he shouldn't have done and you stop him, right? Like, what's the point of adding another bad guy to this movie? 
Well, and again, one that it just doesn't like, even when they killed him, I'm like, finally, can yeah, we move on? They had that line that because he, Starro could talk through his little, his little sperm cells. Yeah. And he was like, I was happy just floating, looking at the stars. I'm like, ah, uh, you can't go around screaming. This is my city. And then be like, I was content just sunbathing. That's not, you don't get it both ways, dude. Yeah. Like you ripped the thinker in half, the guy that'd been torturing you for 30 years. Just fu- if you're happy with the stars, just fucking leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just sit down on the island and go, hey, can I go back to space now? I'm sure yeah. we can accommodate. Like, I would have been okay with that ending too. Yeah, I would have been more okay with that ending. Like, he, you know, he comes down and instead of being some big bad that you got to fight, like, he just sits down and goes, can I go back to space now? I think that yeah. would have been funny as fuck. And I would have laughed and gone, so much for your big bad and your monster wanting to, you know, destroy the world. That yeah, would have been if hilarious. you want to break rules, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. This huge thing bursts out of a yeah. prison. It's just like, I don't want to do this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, or, and then, like, King Shark comes and sits down next to it. Friend. Like, that right. shit would have been <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I like that. Nom nom. Nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what you're thinking about right now? No. <laughs> this nom nom. This now. nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh god king shark was the best nom nom yeah good. Like, I, so i do agree with you ian in the sense that like i think they had a really good idea of what they wanted to do for the first 45 minutes and then they're like we have to have a plot of some sort right we can't just keep putting people on beaches and killing them yeah. so <laughs> and then they lost I seriously it. think they, they got to that point and then they just started like with a magic eight ball throwing out plot points and just went with whatever happened because it, it feels like that random in some points where they just didn't know what to do and they were like on the fly all right we'll go in this direction and see how far we can get before we switch it up again yeah it, it does have a very let's roll a dice and see what happens kind of feel to it yeah well yeah. and they gave like polka dot man such an unsatisfying death like he blows off half of his, his mom's leg and his vision right with his polka dots and he, i'm a superhero and gets mushed i'm yeah. like I, it was so unsatisfying like i'm okay that he died but he died to this character that i don't want them fighting like i i hated it, it yeah yeah i would have rather him die at killing his actual mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been good <laughs> what i would have liked him to have been like because i was thinking too like what if you know they destroyed this building and amanda waller's back and you know they it would have been funny to me if like he knocks down whatever villain anybody but starro say like it's the you know it's the thinker now and we change the ending of this thing and instead of them fighting the whatever he disintegrates the thinker right thinking it's his mom or whatever and then he's like i'm a hero and then waller gets up pissed and is like fuck you and blows his head off that shit would have been entertaining as fuck. And I would have been, it would have been funny because it would have been shocking because she wakes up from, you know, getting her head fucking bashed in and has a secret button. She blows his uh, his head up <laughs> and then begins to threaten the other ones, right? Like right. now, you know, I'm back. You don't get to pull this shit. And then he, you know, Bloodsport says, well, I've got the files, fuck off. Mm-hmm. To me, that would have been more random than this fucking giant ass starfish stepping on him. Like it was expected that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they so everything from Starro on everything. I just was like, oh, this is just typical over the top shit that there's no subverting expectations anymore other than they're fighting a giant ass starfish with an eye in the middle of its face. So, so do you think 
now that I'm thinking about it, why wasn't the whole mission just to like, would it, would it make sense if the mission was just to, Hey, go destroy all this data that shows that this thing came from the U S this is suicide squad. Like you're putting them together. They're just trying to get time off their sentence. Right. So do you guys think that like them as a squad would have just been okay if it would have been like, Hey, your mission is go destroy a bunch of data. So the story doesn't get out. If that was the real issue. Dude, without Captain Jack, nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah, without, <laughs> yeah, without yeah. Rick Flag, nobody cares. Well, they put him on the death team anyways. So. Well, I know. Yeah, he's yeah. the leader. Well, and yeah. I laugh too because so. they kill they kill Rick Flag, right? And I'm like, ah, Joel Kinnaman just didn't want to do another one of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's all that shit was. Kill off the leader. Yeah, he just didn't want to do it again. I did not need the internal organ zoom in. Right. Like, I, can, I can piece together that stabbing someone in the chest kills them. With a piece of a toilet breaks yeah. their, yeah. I'm good. I can figure that out. They Yeah, they made some odd choices, definitely. And, and this is another movie that I feel like, I mean, it's two hours and 12 minutes. It felt like two and a half hours to me. Yeah. I feel like you could have probably found some weird shit for, to cut 10 to 15 minutes of this movie mm. and then taken out the whole Starro thing or minimize it and change it to where it's not a big fight, and it would have been a better movie. Like, I think at that point, I'd be like, you got to go to the theater and see this. Because how fucking funny, like I said, how funny would it be? This giant ass on its giant screen, Starro comes out all huge and shit, and then they don't even actually fight him. Like, that shit would have been hilariously cool. And, like, they had a very, like, Borderlands-esque thing, too, and it pops up, like, the Suicide Squad versus Starro the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. And Borderlands does stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Right, like in the first game, what one mission you have is to teabag someone. That's the whole mission. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it kind of seems like that's what they were trying to emulate, like that type of like random humor that you're just not expecting. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I don't know. It seemed like they skirted around it, but where it really counted, they they didn't do it. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. bad that the ending is what really they where they lost it, lost it because it was so much good throughout the first, like mm-hmm. you said, Ian, in the spoiler-free 45 to 50 minutes of this movie, even probably the first, to me, like the first hour and a half of this movie. It was just when yeah. the whole Starro thing became the big part, the lead-up to that, and then the whole ending just really, I just didn't love it. Well, I feel like I have a max, like these are definitely not my type of movie. Sure. I have like a, a max about like how much gore, cheap laugh stuff that I can bring in and like it's entertaining. And then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, like I've seen this trick before. Like I've seen this is one trick pony. Like, and I just felt like they, if they would have cut it, like you guys are saying, that's it still would have been entertaining throughout the whole movie for me rather than getting towards the end and just being like, all right, are we done yet? Like, cause now you guys are just, you know, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. The gore is out of control. Oh, fuck. Like, it's all over the place. King Shark tears someone in half at one point. And what a great slow. I love the, that they paused it while he's like mid rip and screaming. And like, then it darkens it. So it almost looks like a silhouette shadow. Look, I was like, that's a bitch. In or, the, right there. <laughs> or the head that he takes off and then he's got it just in his mouth. On and it. then the eyes are just like looking horrified. I was like, that's clever. But I also didn't need to see that. Yeah. So, I actually loved it. Like, and each time you see him nomming on it, like it's a little less and more of a skull. Like there's less flesh on it. Like at the very end when Starro breaks out and he's just holding it there and it's just the skull. I thought that shit was great. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's just, I'm not. <laughs> I laughed at everything that had to do with King Shark though. Like that shit was great. Dude, props to that military though, for unloading like 30 mags into this shark. While he's being- laying there. 
Yeah. And then just being more scared of like a collapsing building and then staying there. I like their battering ram where they just like put a grill on a Humvee and just drove it into the door. (laughs) Into like blast. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Nothing happened to the truck at all. Like (laughs) you would have had better luck time, like trying to haul it off with a Humvee than smashing it with a Humvee. I didn't like, I, and I think where I started to get pulled out of this was when the building collapsed and blood sports standing on that piece that falls like, and he falls like a long way and lands on his feet. And they've given no in- inclination that this guy is superhuman at all. He's just a military guy, but he falls like 25 feet or some shit lands on his feet, then continues to like floor by floor fall with the floor. I was like, Hmm. Okay. But since so many floors stack up, by the time you get to the last floor, you're only falling like four feet. No, don't get me wrong. By the end, I was fine with it. It was that first initial fall and he lands on his feet like nothing was wrong. <laughs> that I was like, no, his legs are fucking buckled. It looked like, because you know these guys are only up in like six inches, right? That yeah. looked like that still hurt Idris Elba. Like the oh, way yeah. he landed. <laughs> well, he's older than you think. I think he's like in his 50s. Dude, so I'm sure yeah. he landed and was like, fuck, my knees are broke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that part. And I would have laughed harder, I think. Like, I enjoyed, like, the callback to the beginning where Peacemaker was talking about the smaller bullets to go through the hole that you make without touching I hit more dead center. How do you hit more dead center? (laughs) Smaller bullets. So I like the callback of the smaller bullet going through the bigger bullet to kill or what you think was kill Peacemaker. But I And I realized they needed him to be alive for the TV show. But I would have laughed more if, like, the falling concrete, like, landed on Peacemaker. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's falling, falling, falling. That's what I thought was going to happen. Splat. I did, too. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Because I think that would have been way funnier than the callback with the smaller bullets or whatever. But but then you don't get your TV show that they're getting with Peacemaker later. So it was a there was a weak reason to kill Ratcatcher. Though, because according to Peacemaker's logic, he's going to have to kill everyone in the Suicide Squad, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's not true. He just he just needs to kill the people who know that the states have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's just those two. Just those two at that point. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. But still, like I don't know. From from someone who's supposed to be like the best nicest part of the Suicide Squad, I would have needed a better reason to kill her than that. Yeah. (laughs) Though somehow in his mind he got it that it was a matter of peace and liberty. So once that happens, any man, woman, and child. Yeah. Doesn't blood sport even say like, I think that's just an excuse for you to do whatever you want kind of a thing. Yeah. (laughs) At least you don't kill men for money. That's about right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. That is a lawful good paladin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No question about it. That's exactly what that is. Bunch of murder hobos. (laughs) Dude, that scene that of them walking accurate. through the Freedom Fighter camp, I cannot get over. Oh, That's a hilarious scene. It's so good. It really, they light the one dude on fire and like <laughs> just walk right by his burning ass. Like it's just uh, still the best one is King Shark, though, when he comes up behind that dude and grabs him and just swallows his asshole. Oh my gosh. Fucking great. Nom nom. And just, <laughs> it's like a whole person. Oh yeah. Jeez. I love hand. Like, oh yeah. What a great. Bird. Get off the comms. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because that scene was one of the funnier scenes. Like when she when when Harley Quinn goes full badass, like 
almost like cop station from birds of prey and just starts uh -huh. throwing people around and murking them. And I love the scene where she gets the two machine guns and she's just unloading on everyone. And it just shows them like getting cut down and you got all like the Cinderella cartoon birds and flowers and shit flying all over behind her. I loved that moment. And then she comes out and she gets all, I can go back in if you want me to let you come <laughs> What are you guys me? doing? Uh, we're doing? rescuing you. It was a good plan too. She like yeah. tears up. Tears up. I can go back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I love Harley Quinn. I read an article earlier, like early yesterday before we went and I, I got about a quarter of the way through and I shut it. I was like, oh, you just clickbait piece of shit. Like their whole thing was Harley Quinn's a great character and she's the same, you know, throughout all the movies she's in. But in this one, she just it's become annoying. I'm like, no, fucker, you just have no idea what fun is. Cause no, because all the other ones are PG-13 and this one's R. No, uh, Birds of Prey was rated R. <laughs> Birds of Prey. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, oh. Yeah, it was rated R. I had the same thought because, and I found that out last night because I asked Casey, it was Birds Prey rated R? Because I didn't remember it being overly oh. violent or crazy, but yeah, it was rated R. Hmm. Was the first Suicide, Suicide Squad PG-13 or R? Yes, it was PG-13. Okay, because I sat down to watch this movie and I was like, oh, I wonder what this movie's rated. And then a blade like cut a guy's brain in half and it slid <laughs> off of his head. And I was like, okay, thank, I, I know now. I got, I got it. it. I get I got it. it. I got it. I'm really glad, though, that Will Smith has been reincarnated into Idris Elba. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Changed his name from Deadshot to Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. We should just cast Idris Elba, just remake all of Will Smith's movies and just see who did it better. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Starting with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on the planet. Will, why is there so much gray in your beard? Shut up. Nine man, right? Yeah, there you go. And he's British, the British Prince of Bel-Air, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Dude, Idris Elba is in this TV show, this BBC show called Luther. Uh, Ian, I think show. you would like it. It's a great, great show. show. He's a uh, he's a detective. Yeah. And, uh, great show. Yeah, it's awesome. That's how that's a, what was that? that's how he got launched in the States was Luther. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, where, the first thing. Um, that's I think you have to move to Great Britain. <laughs> I think either me, Netflix or Hulu had it at one point, but I can't remember. Dude, that's got to suck for the BBC because they have like four actors, right? Yeah. And then Idris Elba is like, oh, he's huge. And then he just comes over here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of BBC, you got um, the the smart dude. He was one of the uh, doctors in Doctor yeah, Who. Doctor Who. He was yeah. terrible. He was the worst doctor by it's far. Doctor. You know, it was hard to watch any of the doctors after David Tennant, so... David Tennant was Matt Smith. Fun. Matt Smith was good. Matt That's Smith. True. It was hard to watch all of them after Matt Smith. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, are we ready to rate this movie? So ready. All right. Let's do it. Coming out uh, with my 4.5. Just kidding. <laughs> let's hear what you got to say, Javier. Kick us off, buddy. <laughs> okay. So I like this movie more than these guys did for sure. I think this movie's hilarious. I think the acting's great. I think the storyline is about what you could expect from a movie that has Cinderella uh, animated birds as harley quinn is slitting people's throats with a javelin so expect that level of plot progression <laughs> i am going to give this a 3.5 because i try to rate it for what it is and for how much fun i had so this is a very much like hitman's 
wife's bodyguard where I'm a little embarrassed at how much I liked it, but it was good. And if anyone's walking around here saying it's a terrible movie, they just have Marvel's dick deep in their throat. <laughs> That's funny. So would you watch Not it again? Visual. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Okay. Ian, what about you, my friend? Uh, see, I came on the spoiler free. Do you want like, to get that Marvel really dick out like of your this. mouth first? I, I feel like you went first and said that so that I would have to have that as like the consequence for saying what I'm going to say. Well played, sir. Well played. Um, no, but I, like I said, I came into the spoiler free and I was very like, ah, I didn't like it, didn't like it. The, the last part of the movie was very fresh in mind. But then as we talked through it, I was like, okay, I laughed at a lot of these parts and they were good fun. I just don't think I had the, I don't think I had the stamina to go as far as James Gunn can go. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> yep. There you go. You set me up. Now I'm setting you up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we talked about it, like changing that ending, maybe kind of fixing some of the pacing issues that kept pulling me out. It was, ah, it was just, it was kind of rough. And I don't have that tolerance for like constant gore. Like after like the 15th person, 15th person being torn in half, I was like, all right, like I get what the inside of an individual looks like. <laughs> um, so I, it's hard though, because when I look at some of the other movies that I've rated a little bit lower, I don't know where to place this one because I did have fun. It just wasn't like throughout there were some things that just rubbed me the wrong way but yeah i don't know why but this entire <laughs> spiel that i've given i've said like five or six things that have easily led to like sexual innuendos and i don't know why it, it's that uh yeah, that harley quinn scene the wrong way it's like, still uh... <laughs> anyways what i'm trying to say is i think i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with a two and only because we went with I enjoyed talking about it with you guys so much after, but it's not one that I'm going to see again. I feel like I got my fill. Um, I kind of, like I said, I was expecting a Suicide Squad like the first Suicide Squad, and this one wasn't in those realms, so I should have checked my expect expectations before I came to this one. So that's where I'll sit. I'm at a two. I Fair expected enough. that to be worse, to be honest. Got it too. Me too. Um, Me too. I hate to disappoint Javier, but I, I talk a lot of shit on this parts of this movie, but I actually had a great time. I laughed yes. my ass off. I, I laughed a lot at this movie and I liked more of the characters than I thought I would. I knew I went in and it's almost like when I started it, I was like, okay, James Gunn is interesting because that guy's crazy and he does make interesting films in a lot of ways. But I also looked at it as a, am I going to see this because and it's it's another Harley Quinn movie, right? And I will go see anything with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. But I turned out to really enjoy a lot of characters. King Shark was great. Rick Flagg was a great one. There were just a lot of fun things about this movie until the end. And I think the end really pulled me out of the movie to the point that I was bored and I was annoyed the way that it went like to the point that it, it telegraphed so much like there's the little you see harley quinn gets knocked into the building and then you see like the ledge that she eventually jumps off of into starro's eye like i saw that a few minutes before i was like oh she's gonna climb up there and jump into his eye with the the spear the javelin the yeah javelin i was like mm -hmm. hey, fuck did they just went from a mile away yeah right? exactly i was yeah. like they went silly predictable at the end where the movie had been relatively unpredictable throughout, right? Just some really odd moments and things that you weren't expecting. And so I feel like they got lazy. They didn't know how to finish it like you guys had talked about earlier. So they kind of went weird. Star didn't impress me. They could have ended this movie better. And it made the movie feel long and drug on. 
I didn't love the multiple, multiple, multiple time jumps. I get why they did it in the beginning, and it worked at first. Mm-hmm. The second time, okay, fine. But by the third and fourth time, I was done. I, it, I was like, oh, here we go again. And like Ian said, it pulls you out of the movie. However, all of the bitching aside, I left having been entertained for the better part of a couple of hours and laughed my ass off way more than I expected. So I also am going to give it a three and a half. I'm surprised, too, because I think some of this movie suffered from the movie we watched last week. Stillwater was so good and it was so well acted that I feel like this one suffered a little bit because they didn't finish it. The ending was so damn good in Stillwater that I expected another good ending and it just didn't have it on this one. So it's suffering. But I am going to give it a three and a half. I did really enjoy the movie. I would probably watch it again if I just needed something on in the background and wanted to laugh at moments mm-hmm. because then I can dip out when I don't care about the shit that's going on and dip back in when I know something funny's about to happen, like King Shark messing with a bunch of killer freaking squid or whatever the hell those things were. You know, like Teletubbies. Yeah, exactly. Floating, <laughs> purpley, like colorful bugs. Stupid friends. Yeah, it fucking was a great line. Anyway. Overall, pretty enjoyable movie, but it could have been better, which is sad. So there it is. A two, a couple of three and a halfs. Overall, good movie. Go watch this movie at home. You don't need to go to the theater to see it. It's There's nothing that you can't watch at home and still have as good a time. But yeah, that's that. Next week, I'm so excited. Free guy. Cannot wait. I'm a little worried. I'm worried, though, because it's like I've been waiting a year to see this movie, and I feel like I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I feel like the trailers have shown so much in the movie at this point Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be let down watching the actual movie. I think this movie is going to be let down. that last trailer. Yeah. Yeah. After that last trailer, I'm a little worried about where this movie is going. I'm terrified because I have been looking so forward to this movie, and now I feel like that they've given away so much of it that I just – I'm afraid it's going to be a letdown. But we'll see. We are doing free guy next week, so tune in for that. Go check us out on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and what and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. Watch oh, for some guys. new content coming there. Yeah, uh, they're letting me um, have unfettered access to Twitter, oh, so um, I'm just going to see how long it takes to have that revoked. <laughs> so until then, or the account gets banned, or the account gets banned, whichever yeah. comes first. That's true. We are we are setting loose Javier on Twitter. He is our new Twitter account manager. So if you want to fun, have some fun interactions and just enjoy what we post, go check I've never Twitter. used Twitter either, so I might inadvertently do terrible things. So Here's the thing fingers is we crossed. Never, we rarely use it anyway. So if you get us banned, you get us banned. Okay, cool. <laughs> and if you, if, you, if, you, if you go to if you go to check us out on Twitter and you can't get to our account, go check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Javier's probably gotten us banned. So <laughs> <laughs> one way or another, go check us out. Uh, you can also check us out on our website, whatsourverdict.com. We have our spoiler freeze. You can find watch them there. Our last five spoiler freeze. You can see what's coming up for the rest of the month and we as we move forward. And then you can also interact with us and listen to each and every one of our episodes that we've ever released. So Check that out. Email us at hosts what, at whatsourverdict.com. Let us know what you think. Tell us what movies you want us to watch as they're coming out the rest of this year. Um, we're never set in stone for our schedule until the first first of the month. So reach out. Let us know what you want to watch. With that, we appreciate you listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. Man, no, 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 no.